So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 6, Episode 7 of Before 90 Days. On this episode, Dempsey and Statler get to know each other a lot better. David sees Sheila's house and family for the first time. Riley and Violet continue their explosive fight. Gino and Jasmine see a relationship counselor. Amanda is taken by surprise with Rosvin's comment about kids. And Misha continues to have to spell things out for Nicola. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dances, and life lessons. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? Uh, pretty good. Nice to see you. We actually got give visuals this time. It's the first time in a long time. I know, like a month. I know, a video chat. The audio was okay, though? Uh, it was okay. I mean, considering you were on uh, literally in the middle of the ocean, I think we did pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole uh, not being able to see things was also a very different experience. Although I will say that I did go back and watch a couple of the episodes. I didn't I didn't watch all of them, but I watched a couple of the episodes and I was surprised at Statler and uh, Dempsey. Well, actually, Dempsey, I kind of could imagine her looking like that. But Statler, I was like, whoa, what? And then um, I must have seen a preview before because Cleo, I was just like, mm, also kind of how I would picture her. Uh, but what's her dude's name? Christian. Christian. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, who's that dude? And so <laughs> Statler, Christian, not what I expected them to look like. Dempsey, Cleo, kind of what I expected them to look like. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's start off this time with, uh, let's start off with them. Statler and Dempsey, you talked about them. So we'll start with them. So we start with them in the back of a car and they're making eyes at each other and still being really just awkward. So Statler is feeling better because Dempsey is showing, uh, Dempsey showing up has really melted away most of her anxiety. Like she seemed really nervous that Dempsey would just like totally flake on her. And that uh, fits right in um, because like Dempsey is also awkward and lame. Like she says, she's ex Statler to be here. But other than that, the car ride is just awkward silence. So they make it back to their room and exchange the gifts they brought. Dempsey has a bunch of bugs from Thailand that have been preserved and displayed. And Statler has something that is probably a better gift for her than for Dempsey, which is a little praying mantis tchotchke thing. But anyway, Dempsey really wants to go take a shower after a long flight. And Statler's sitting there trying not to be too horny for her. Because <laughs> she just, creepy. Yeah, she just talks about her ass a lot. Yeah. So they finally get into bed and Dempsey is feeling pretty awkward, too awkward to even kiss her right now and put, says, puts the chances of sex tonight at 0%. Mm. 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 But Dempsey thinks that it would – because and that's literally after Statler asked if they were going to do it. But um, she says that she's a little – Statler's a little forward for asking. So instead they turn off the lights and try to sleep, which didn't happen. So in the morning, they tell us that they had their first kiss, which was awkward because of that. It was that kind of thing where they both went in for the kiss and then laughed. And then you're just like kissing their teeth and it's weird. Um, <laughs> but that happened. And then things got, you know, more to the groove and they ended up having sex. So they also talk a lot about how nice Dempsey's ass is again. And like about how she tastes. And it's like. What the oh, girl? no, that was too much information. Too it was because of her vegan diet. Yes. Right. So Dempsey says that wasn't the plan at all, but she didn't want to let Statler down. And, you know, then one thing led to another. So I also have some more intimate conversations with the cameras around. Uh, and Dempsey is soon like, can we like just stop talking about sex in front of the strangers? That'd be cool <laughs> if we didn't do that. So while they were doing it, honestly, Dempsey tells us that she started to feel a little bit insecure. But Statler has way more experience than her. And she feels like she's worried that Statler will dip out of the relationship if her needs are not being met. So they share breakfast in bed. And of course, it's a British breakfast. So there was beans involved. Uh, <laughs> they talk about their plan for the day, which is to go back to her off the grid farm that Dempsey lives in in Darlington. So it's a farm that Stadler is not at all enthused to go to. So soon they're on their way, driving two hours through all the green fields. And Dempsey is nervous because she you know, didn't get a chance to clean the apartment and sage the place to get rid of the bad energies, <laughs> but also because no one has ever stayed in her caravan before. So this whole time, Statler is nervous about meeting Dempsey's dad, who apparently doesn't even know about her, which is surprising and disappointing to her since, you know, they were like spending a month in Thailand with her dad. And she's like, yeah. I feel like I should have came up. 
Um, but Dempsey thinks she wants to get to know Settler a little bit better before they meet. So they get to Dempsey's caravan in the dark and they haul other stuff in there. And it's a pretty cute and modern place. Well, more modern than Settler thought it would be. But it's also pretty cramped for two people living long term, which is something that Stadler's thinking about. Dempsey, maybe not so much. Because there's also issues with the toilet that hasn't been plumbed yet. So, you know, you can do number one in a pinch. But Stadler's like, that's not what I was doing all last night. And I would like to have to not run to the house um, every time this. So it's outside of her comfort zone. But she still thinks that things are working out. Okay, so at what point do you think that she mentions to her that I'm moving here if things go well today? Because I think they're on very different wavelengths as far yeah. as what this, what this no is. No one's trying to move in with someone like after this caravan situation, right? So I don't know. I think even Sattler might have second thoughts about trying to move in if this is the living situation, mm-hmm. right? So possibly asking Dempsey like, so have you ever thought about moving Somewhere a little larger <laughs> with the toilet yeah, that, that actually works. That works. That's connected to something. Sure. Right. Sure. So I, I would think that those things would have to happen before Statler is even really realistically going to do it. So she might not have to bring it up if this is the living situation. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just – when is she going to bring up – because I don't think Dempsey realizes that this is a, oh, this is two weeks and if things go well, I'm moving here. Like, yeah, I don't think no, she, she thinks absolutely it's that. has no idea. <laughs> she has no idea. Yeah, she's just like, she hasn't told her dad about her. And like the yeah. dad that she just spent up, like I so said, she just spent a month in Thailand. Dad doesn't know. This is clearly like, oh, here's somebody I like. And this is like our first, you know, we'll meet, we'll hook up, we'll see how things go. And then we'll see if I want to be in a relationship, maybe in a relationship. And Statler's like, yeah, this is marriage practice. Like, here we go. Like, yeah. yeah. I think it's actually kind of interesting because I feel like people from other countries, especially like Europe, are just very like they're interested in traveling. Right. So for them, it's, you know, like, oh, I have a friend in this place and it doesn't even matter how good of a friend it is. Right. (laughs) Yes. Like, oh, you go and visit. And so I don't know if people in America are that excited about traveling the same way and maybe it's just a lot easier to travel when you're in europe to go like inter-country you know or uh, oh, for sure to a different country for sure yeah yeah but i was gonna say like dempsey could very easily be like oh Stella just wants to you know travel and come to the uk so she's just you know coming over here like her traveling that far is no indication of how serious she is in this relationship so i can definitely see how you know statler who i'm gonna assume doesn't travel all that much based on her you know, sensitive stomach and other things that want her close to home toilet. <laughs> right. You know, right, right. <laughs> that she's probably just like, yeah, this means a lot. The fact that I am traveling all this way to see you. Right. And this is not the only, I don't know. I kind of feel like Riley and Violet was a little bit of the same, of the same way where it's like, mm-hmm. wait, are you traveling to see me exclusively or are you right. just like coming to England and, oh, you're in England. So, because that's what I feel like you're talking about, right? Is I tend to yeah. see that European thing. Amer- Americans don't do it really in the country. It's not like, oh, yeah. like one of my, you know, oh, somebody uh, I'm Facebook friends with on high, from high school uh, lives in Georgia. So I'll just go to Georgia and crash on their couch. Like right. we don't do that, right? Yeah. Whereas as I, got, I get the impression that Dempsey is the kind of person that does. And this is oh, yeah. a – Oh, this is a person I've been talking to like casually and they're in the country. So, of course, they'll crash on my couch and not right. cross with me and not necessarily like of of Statler's being like, no, this is me feeling out marrying you. <laughs> like, right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it is kind of weird. Like even in the country, that feels like a bigger ask for Americans to be like, can I crash on your couch? And it's like, wait, yeah. oh, I don't know you like that. Like, like you know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I just find the Statler specifically to be just this odd kind of character. Like, I get what you're saying about they're definitely trying to play up like she's this, like, stud, right? Just like, hooking up everywhere. I'm just like, okay, this is interesting. And then I just felt bad for Dempsey. Like, I feel like, did you really want to sleep with her? Yeah, yeah. Or yes, I definitely feel like that. Or did you feel like, oh, Did you I don't- do it because you thought you'd lose her? And that, yes. like, really made me feel like 
bad for her. And like, I don't know. It just made me feel kind of icky, too. Well, I, I mean, I, I especially for you, because I know you. Yeah. Statler is not the kind of person you want to be with. You do not want to be having these conversations like out. Like you do not need like in front of camera people being like, you were really smooth down there. Like it was oh, I as smooth as you. Like you were just right, I could, right. like, you just you just you did, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm like, you know, no, we're not having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. And Statler is just like, oh, like just putting it all out there. And it's just like, uh And that's what it is. I don't know if it's Statler is necessarily the most experienced or the most freaky person we've seen on the show as much yeah. as she's just very open and upfront about it and very willing to talk about it on camera. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe she has diarrhea of everything, right? Verbal yeah. diarrhea. Yes. Actual like, diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is certainly true. Yeah. All right. Well, since we mentioned Riley and Violet, let's actually talk about them next. So Riley, if you recall from the last episode, is using his friend Tiffany to get Violet to answer why she was still on the dating page, even though they were supposed to be exclusive. So when Violet tries to push back and ask, how does he even know she was on the page? Riley tells Violet he's not the one asking. It's his friend. So just answer her question. Violet says that she deleted the app, but she forgot her password, so she couldn't actually delete her account. Violet is mad, and Riley is wondering why she's mad that his family is, and by the way, not his family, is holding her accountable to answering the hard questions. Violet says he got hard questions from her family because he came into their home, and this girl Tiffany isn't even really his family. But Riley tells her he doesn't care. Violet then asks why he even knows if she had the app and throws in the insult that he's old. Riley tells her not to talk to him that way, and Violet says that she actually doesn't want to talk to him at all. Violet says she's going back home, and Riley tells her to beat it and says bye loudly over her as she's trying to get a word in. She tells production that she has the right not to answer questions she doesn't like, and it's impolite to get someone who isn't even his family to try force her to answer. Riley thinks that Violet showed who she really was. He thinks that he's the victim, but he's not going to put up with it. Violet thought that it was going to be a good night, but he was interrogating her and treating her poorly. And how can she possibly trust someone like that? All right. So... Who are you, Team Violet or Team Riley, based on this one episode? Oh, this is a to totally Team Violet. Like, what okay. is this? This I is nonsense. Hate Riley. Riley is not, I would say, the worst, but there's clearly worse people on this season, yeah. but he's really, really bad. <laughs> yes, absolute garbage. Like, I, okay, if you're going to insist she answer this, have some conviction about it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, don't put it on your friend Tiffany. Yeah, no. And it's like, a weird – even if Tiffany wanted to know, right? I yeah. feel like when Not it comes to it, it's either – right. It's, it's either me, right? If, if my friend asked my significant other something weird, awkward and they're like, I don't want to answer that question. It would either be – well, I the, the choices are either – you tell your friend, no, that's none of your business. She doesn't need to answer that question. Or you tell your significant other, actually, I'd like to hear the answer to that question. You can't right. just like leave it as, well, I didn't ask you a question. This other person asked you a question. Answer it, you rude person. That, that's like, that's not an option. Either you want, and Violet saw right through it. She's like, he didn't, he, Tiffany didn't want to know. He wanted to know. Right, right. And okay, and this is the thing is he's trying to make himself out to be a victim when I'm going to, I'm siding with Violet on this. Her explanation, super legit. And I yes. know this because I have done that. <laughs> I, I'm sure I am positive. I am on at least two or three dating websites that I forgot the password. I do not know how to delete my account. I think one of them is like fitsingles.com. I'm pretty <laughs> sure because it was I like logged in. I made an account once. I don't even think my picture's up. So it doesn't even really matter. But I wasn't actively using it. So I forgot the password. So every once in a while, I'll get a, uh, you know, email. So that's how I know I'm still on it. And then it's just like. I, I don't even know, like, how to delete my uh, account. And this has also happened to me on other dating apps where, uh, you know, I had an account and I deleted the app at first thinking that my account was done and then remembering later, like, oh, goodness, I actually have to install the app again to delete everything. Right. I mean, that that, that does happen. I think it's a little bit 
not the fit signal singles um, scenario because it seemed like an app that they were both actively using a lot like beforehand. So it's not like this was like some, oh crap, I forgot I signed up for that. Jesus. Like what? All right. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a, as I was, I don't think it's a, you know, fit singles like situation. Cause that was an app that they were <laughs> both using a lot. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's still something you can totally lose the password for or, and not care about or, sure. or just, you know, do that. That's classic to uninstall and not do it. I don't understand why, if that's the explanation that Tiffany was like, that answer is invalid. Right. Like, it's super valid. Well, even if it, even if it wasn't valid, that's the explanation she gave. Like, you don't get to decide oh, somebody right, else's right. reason is invalid. Like, because then what's valid? The only valid thing is, well, I was trying to hook up with other guys. That's what it is. Like, what, what's your <laughs> valid answer that you're looking for? What, what would have been a valid answer? What would have been a valid answer yeah. that wouldn't have been, oh, because I'm cheating on Riley? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a right. trap question. If you're going to tell me her answer is invalid, then all you were looking yeah. for was reasons it was wrong, right? And I right. think she's no, I absolutely agree. And, and like the way Violet says it, she comes out of the thing saying he is a what did she call him? Um, a child psycho, a cop. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what it was. Like I don't know. It, I, I and and it's one of those things that like he violates and shows just like such disdain, like for in trust, yeah. right? No trust at all in her, right? And then at the same time telling her she's the one that's wrong. Like, yeah. Right. And it's just like, man, if he just, it doesn't seem like he wants to be in the relationship, but does at the same time, but he wants to be the good guy in the breakup. And so he's going to find Susan. Right. Well, you're just being suspicious because you won't answer my questions. And it's like, well, that's because your questions are ridiculous. I mean, I think it's absolutely fair that she said, you know, like, if I don't like a question, I have the right to not answer it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she does. And he also has the right to choose to not be in a relationship with you if he feels like you're withholding something. But I mean, you know, I agree with her. She does have that right. And he has that right where if like that answer matters so much to him, he has the right to walk away. Right. And it just it doesn't have to be. And those are both totally valid like things. Mm -hmm. I just I don't understand why you have to be so disrespectful to the other person while saying that. Right. It can just be right. like, hey, here's here's the concerns I have. And she's like, well, I don't feel like I don't have to answer that. And he's like, well, if I don't get the answers to those questions, then I, I, I don't know that I can You're be in a relationship. You're untrustworthy. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, this isn't going to work. Sorry. Best of luck to you. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, just, yeah. it doesn't have to be like. All the you things and the you and the you, you're just you're just trying to take advantage of me and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't I don't understand why you have why people have to go to that to that place instead of just being like, well, this is going to work for me. Sorry. Like, yeah. All right. So speaking of more people who it's probably not going to work for, let's talk about Gino and Jasmine. Oh, gosh. All right. So there's only one week, a week and a half left on Gino's trip. And that means the very the timeline right here is very tight because they have to solve apparently all of their problems before he leaves. So they're going to go see a relationship counselor. So the counselor warns them when they start, that they're definitely not going to solve all their problems in this session, <laughs> just before <laughs> they get started. And Jasmine gives the, the counselor the story of their relationship, like kind of where it's been, uh, where it's going, where they are now. And Gina, Gina wants to primarily bring up that Jasmine says bad comments all the time. And also, oh, yeah, she's been seeing his her ex behind his back. Um, but, you know. And by seeing, he means like literally making visual contact with him, not like actually (laughs) dating him. From afar. Yeah. So (laughs) she explains that she doesn't really see this guy as an ex. She sees him more as a friend. And so let's on to – so whatever. That's fine. Let's move on to my issue, Jasmine thinks, which is the sex that's few and far between and apparently disappointing when it does happen. So she says he pushes pushes her away and even says nasty things about her privates – um, but that, that's weird. It was. Yeah. But that's I don't know. It was it sounded like there was another thing where she you know, she does those things where she's desperately trying to turn him on. And it seemed like this was one where she was like in a sh- in the shower, like naked and trying to like do sexy things. But he was like, I was just trying to talk to you. Uh, and, and you were not you were not listening to me. I just wanted to talk. I was just trying to talk and you're trying to have sex. And so then something came. He said something and we're not. It, it, I don't even know how bad it was. So. Jasmine tells the counselor that she has big abandonment and rejection issues, and the fact that they never sleep together makes her feel rejected and ugly. She blames her dad. But Gino says that if she wants it more, she needs to stop, and then the counselor cuts him off and kind of 
going back and forth and saying, tells her that if, you know, it kind of being like both of you are holding, are more likely to get what you want if you give the other person what they want. Um, uh-huh. All right. Um, that if he does have more sex with her, maybe she won't be, uh, feel so desperate all the time and lash out at him. Um, he yeah. says, okay, but, you know, just to make sure that she has to work on things too. It's not just me. She has to work on things. Um, but he also adds that their intimacy used to be good. Um, and then he, she kind of cuts him off again and says, did it though? Because the worst <laughs> sex I've ever had has been with you. And then he's like, oh, see, gosh. those are the things. Those are the things that make me never want to have sex with her. So the counselor says, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think she's just used to dealing with a different type of man, but we'll get there. So the counselor yeah. says that the issues here are really, they should both stop saying mean things to each other. And maybe when Jasmine gets upset, she should like write a bunch of things down and then never say them to him. Um, just <laughs> kind of edit so it doesn't sound so harsh. So also the relationship can't move forward when there's revenge in the mix. And they both seem to be kind of looking for revenge. So she tells Gino, maybe he should, because he keeps talking about what Jasmine needs to do. And she talks, you know, counselor try to redirect him. Maybe she should talk about what you should do because you can actually control that. So yeah. like, what are you doing when things are getting tense? Do you doing to deescalate and prevent Jasmine's blowups? And, you know, Jasmine, what are you willing to do to sacrifice in terms of, you know, Dane? We'll bring him back into this. So she says that it would hurt, but if that's what Gino wants, she's willing to never talk to him again. She also says that this relationship is genuine and she's here for love, which I don't know that I believe. It's so weird. Mm, but the counselor great. says, there you go. Well, that's kind of the floor of the relationship and you both want to make it work. So that's something. So another idea she has is to maybe not just fight and talk about their like the status of a relationship all the time and try to do some things like build good memories together. So they both say they're going to work harder. But Gino doesn't seem to believe it. All right. So, you know, we get you did that for Riley and uh, Violet. Like, are you in this scene, Team Jasmine or Team Gino? Mm, team, team counselor. Team nobody. <laughs> team um, I think still uh, Jasmine. Mm -hmm. um, I think that she, her crying to me just seemed so genuine that to me it just made her like it made me believe that she is really hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I feel like a lot of what she does is because it's coming from a very hurt place. Whereas Gino, I don't even know what the heck he's doing. You know, it's like, he's just doing things to be difficult and to be stubborn. And he's like, as much as she, uh, you know, insults him and he kind of feels like she's always placing blame on him. He right. does the exact same thing to her. Like, I I really, really like this counselor. I thought she offered some very, very great advice. Um, you know, one of them being like, you can't expect change to happen like with someone else. If you can't expect that, what can you do to help the situation that mm -hmm. you can't change, right? So I thought that was really great. And then I thought it was really great that she pointed out that Gino puts conditions on everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I will have sex with you if we don't fight. And he's trying to use the thing that she really wants to get what he wants, Right. You know, and I just oh, that's just so gross to me. I don't know why that's so gross to me, but it's just Gino thinking like he his shits don't stink. Right. And it's just like, no, it really does. And I don't know. But also at the same time, I agree team nobody because it's like at the end of the day, neither of these people belong together. So I don't. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 just that she's. Uh, yeah, I mean. No. And, and she – it's one of those things that if she was with anybody besides Gino, like she mm -hmm. would come off as the awful one, right? Because – Yeah, sure. But yeah. so much of what she does is just her crazed desperation to get this guy to have sex with her, right? Right. And yes. like it all comes off as awful. Like I really do think when she's like, we have the worst sex ever, right? Worst yeah. sex of my life has been with Gino. Like – I think she's just used to dating a different type of man. Like I said, a macho kind of guy who in response to that would be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. Let's go right, right. now. Right. Yeah. And he's yeah. not that person. Like, <laughs> Right. 
Like her solutions are clearly not what is going to work for Gino. Like, oh, your solution to us not having sex is to get butt plugs? Like, what? You know, it's like, okay. So I just, yes, I feel like it's just very misguided. And at this point, she's like doing these incredibly extreme things. If Gino doesn't even want to have vanilla sex with you, like what makes you think he's going to want to have this like, out there kinky wild sex yeah i mean it just but it is it is tough because he does you know yeah and he uses sex like other guys use the like money like oh if you (laughs) do the right things to please me to make me to make me um you know feel good and you made me dinner and the house was clean then maybe i'll give you this maybe i'll put out for you maybe we can have sex then like and and yeah and it's it's a weird like controlling thing and i think he doesn't want to give up the control and she yes you're right does like like i mean i i get where she's coming from but she's just like she only has one mind of it it's only like well if he doesn't want to do it then there must be more we can do and i must be pleasing him more and there must be extra stuff that i'm not giving him yet that he hasn't had that i have to give him Instead of just being like, no, he's just like, well, first of all, he's just a lower libido person. And yeah, right. Cause it even goes down to that. He, cause he says, oh, our intimacy used to be great. It used to, we used to be, you know, fine before things went bad. And I'm still like, he has not disputed the seven times in two and a half years. Right. And so right. If I'm like, that's what I don't get. It's like, what do you mean? Like, oh, for seven days, make and or less, right? right. Seven like, days or less. It I'm wasn't like, yes, bad. Yes. I'm like, especially at the beginning of a relationship. Like if I'm like, yeah, multiple times in a day. So yeah. really seven days or less. Right. Exactly. And I was like, and we know that we, they had it one more time since they've been here. So it's more like their big, you know, relationship spurt when things were great. Beginning of the relationship bump. It was like twice three times you know and it's like yeah. it just that, that doesn't that just doesn't match up and in terms of what a, a, a regular i'm gonna say regular person an average person might think of as you know the intimacy going well and so it's like yeah. and, and so i think that's a big part of it too but man his just thing of like everything has to be perfect and we can't have had any disagreements at all before i'm ready to go it's just like it's it, well, and I think what it's also doing is I think it's like the counselor. I think it's putting – I don't even know if she said that. I think it's putting his issues on her, right? Yeah. And it's like, can you think of another reason it might be? And it's like, nope, it's her fault. Her fault. Everything is uh, her fault. Everything that's wrong with the relationship, she could fix and she doesn't. So not my problem. Yeah. It really bothered me that he was like, well, if I'm going to do this, she has to do this too. You know, it's just like this right. very immature attitude. Yeah. of, And it's like you're supposed to be the older, more mature one. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> he clearly was in there being like – Oh, I just want to make sure this isn't going to get blamed all on me. Like, and that's like a, not a good, not a good stance to be at in terms of actually helping the relationship, right? About like keeping score and and, and things like that. Yeah. They're just such a sad couple. And speaking of sadness, at least the couple isn't sad, but everything else in this segment was not happy. And that was uh, David and Sheila. So David has been in the Philippines for a few days and he's getting ready to meet Sheila's family and stay with them for a few days. He's bought a gift for her son. Sheila wants David to connect with her son and she's worried about bringing David home because she thinks he might be scared away at her family's poor living conditions. David doesn't want any miscommunication, so he hires an interpreter for the trip. Sheila is feeling disappointed because she doesn't want a stranger there, as she's still getting to know David. They go to meet the interpreter, Amy, who speaks Tagalog, signs, and knows some English. Sheila is feeling jealous because Amy is young, and she would have much preferred a male interpreter. David encourages Sheila to practice her signing with Amy. Amy says that it only took her a month to learn signs, so what's Sheila doing? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila is brought to tears because she's just so jealous of how Amy can easily talk to David. Sheila is afraid to tell David how upset she feels, but she is so scared he will leave her for Amy. Sheila is prepping David for her house situation, which includes a chamber pot and uh, really hot and humid situations. Sheila is worried that David will think she's using him for money to fix up her house. Sheila introduces David to her dad before she knows, uh, before she shows David where she showers and makes food, which is like a spigot. 
Uh, she tells David to be careful on the narrow stairs and David uh, and her make her way upstairs and where David tries to communicate with her mom, which is difficult because she's also hard of hearing and basically needs someone to yell directly into her ear, it appeared. Mm-hmm. So then David understands why Sheila needed money for help. And he's concerned about the lack of running water, the mosquitoes and bugs and general lack of privacy. David spends some more time with the family, which includes giving Sheila's son a pinball game. David is happy to be uh, signed that her son is okay with him being deaf, even though he didn't have any questions for him. John Real, her son, excuses himself to play the game some more. Sheila thinks that her family is acting strange, but she's worried that the lack of connection to her family will give David reason not to propose. David thinks that the night was awkward as well, but he hopes that tomorrow will be better. David thinks that Sheila is ashamed to show him how she lives, but David says it doesn't change anything and that she should have had more faith in him. All right. So, I mean, what did you think um, after seeing this? Do you think that Sheila is just with someone to fix up her house and you know, provide a better life? Or do you think that, you know, she genuinely loves David and these other things are just kind of perks and benefits of being in a relationship? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I do think she genuinely likes David, but I don't know. I do too. I don't, but it's one of those things that's just like, I don't know if they, if she would go to the links and bring him to the Philippines if it wasn't for him being able to help. Does that make sense? You know, like, right, I feel like sure. it's, I feel like she feels like she lucked out and that the person she found that can help, she actually cares for. I mean, I especially yeah. think that's true when she got to the, um, when we got to her talking about the interpreter, like, because yeah. she seemed genuinely upset. And, and she also seemed to be self-aware enough to know that that's kind uh-huh. of ridiculous that it made her that upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, um, but she still was like, but that's the way I feel because what it, I, I, this, that's, and that brings me to what is it between this one and, you know, in India last year, does, does production just go out of their way to find like the cutest interpreters they can? <laughs> this I, I, honestly, it was interesting because it's like the interpreter to me, the things that she had going for her was that she was young female. Right. But other than that, I didn't think she was especially like glamorous. No. Um, she's cute. But I mean, like she wasn't like trying to make herself like extra attractive. Right? She was just wearing. Oh, no, no, like, no. The, the, yeah. I'm not saying the translator did anything, but I've seen that the translator was definitely if Sheila is your type, you would t- okay. you would go for the, the translator too, the, right? Uh, okay. I thought Sheila is cuter than her, regardless of age. That was my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but it's like, no, no, no. The, the interpreter didn't do anything like right. wrong. And and they weren't. And I don't think David didn't do anything wrong either. They were talking because they could talk. No. It wasn't like they were being flirty or anything. It was not right, it was right. really no, no, nothing there to indicate. I'm afraid he's going to fall in love with the interpreter. Like that was not. Yeah, like, I know. Right. And the interpreter didn't seem to be like, that's also like. And the interpreter was also a lot younger than him. So I, it seems yeah. a lot to the interpreter be like, oh, yeah, this old American guy. I'm totally going to fall for this one. Like, right. You know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was like twice her age. Like, right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Now, the fact that the interpreter said she, she learned signs in a month was pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. But if you think about it, you know, it's like you would really just it's almost like building up vocabulary because yeah because you don't have to think about i think what's difficult with a lot of languages is the actual being grammatically correct if you just had to say a bunch of nouns and verbs right and you'd have to worry about like the which came first but um, I think there is. You know, I don't. I don't know about ASL, but I'm pretty sure there is a syntax of how you're supposed to do the th- signs in order with a thing. And when you do this first, it means it's the verb. When you do this other thing first, I mean it's a noun that means something different. Like I think that exists in in ASL because I and, the, and my point is because we teach ASL at my at my school and sure. we have it for like three or four years. And the kids oh, yeah, who are done yeah. with it are still like, oh, yeah, I don't know how to do sign language. What are you talking about? Like, you know, <laughs> just like people who are done with Spanish. You know, and so today I just learned it in a month is like that's very impressive to me. But that's also, you know, from our American perspective where we have no utility with languages like at all. Like it's just not yeah. something we're, we're accustomed to teaching and learning about. 
Yeah, I mean, I I think also maybe Amy just has a knack for it because, I mean, she's trilingual, you know, it's like she spoke her English was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Or Tagala, I mean, obviously native language and sign. So it's like, eh, I don't know, maybe she just has a knack for these things. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's and then we see, I mean, this was this is like top three, top three or four, like toughest living situations we've seen. Right. Yeah. You know what I really appreciate? And like this is I'm so happy that David is you know, a good representation of diversity on this. Cause just like Gabe last season, it's just like, God, you just don't want them to be the gar- typical garbage person we see. Right. Right. But it's like, I think about this situation and then I think about Ed and Rose and mm-hmm. how Ed and Rose was just absolutely ridiculous and like clearly horrified, like didn't even try to hide it, yeah. you know, the entire yeah. time just complaining. And it's just like, you have Ed, and you have David. This is how you do it. David <sighs> had concerns, but you couldn't tell by the look on his face. No, no. And he did. He did the best he could and things. And like, yeah, and we'll see how it goes. You know, well, we'll see because it seems like things happened, um, you know, right, because the other right. thing that happened with Ed and that was definitely the comparison here. Right. Same country, yeah. similar level of living condition. Mm-hmm. Ed was like the the next day was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. Like, I'm gone. Like, yeah. I, let's go on a vacation. I'll take you on a vacation. Let's go. Like, just I'm getting out. I'm not sleeping here again tonight. Right. Right. And so, like, it seems like other things are going to come up, which I guess we could I guess we could talk about that now the next time on. Right. Um, yeah. I don't like that cliffhanger. That makes me feel gross. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does. It's like, well, who in your family died? Because yes. that's clearly the impression we got. And so it's one of those things where it's like, if someone didn't die, you're just like, okay, why'd you manipulate us into thinking that? And if someone did die, it's like, uh, this is what you want to lead with? This is what you wanted to do as a cliffhanger on your show? Like yeah. to tune in next week to see which of this person's family members died. Like that's fucked right. up. Like that's not cool. Yeah. Like, so I was bothered by that tremendously. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to, I have, oh, Misha and Nicola. So after they had their time at the club, Misha and Nicola are driving and talking about the stuffed monkeys that he has in his car. So they said they're heading to Catholic Village, which is both where he goes to church and where Nicola's friend Wasim lives. So Wasim also was the only person in Nicola's life that knew about Misha before she came to Israel. So they first visit his church where she is taken in by the view of the scenery and some of the notable biblical events that Nicola happens that said happened in this location. So soon they meet with Wasim, who's a bit delayed in the meeting because uh, oh, the, the meeting is a bit delayed because Misha keeps bonding with the local cats. And she's just like, look at the kid. Oh, God. It's over here. So they talk about the places they visited so far on the trip, which is mostly Nicola, like the, it's a weird description. He's like, oh, where have you gone? And Nicola's like, tell him about the view. Tell him about this. Tell him about this other thing. And then they, they but not too long before then, Nicola jumps straight into the misogyny. Like they ask how things are going. So he's just like, well, I've never seen a woman with so much stuff. Look at all her stuff. She just has stuff. She can't make a decision. It's like, it, yeah. But he's saved. She's, he's saved from going too far on this now when Wasim's wife, and her name is May, up, just kind of shows up. So it seemed as if it was, um, it's different seeing each other in person. And she says it's getting better. Misha does, says it's getting better day by day as they kind of work through things, things like how his family didn't know about her. <laughs> so it seemed kind of as like, have you thought about what you can do to make Misha happy? Or, and he's like, make happy what? Uh, what do I, would I have to make her happy? My family doesn't matter. What is this? This is, you know, you're both being ridiculous. Um, so she really doesn't like how even in front of his best friend, he's being dismissive and insulting to her. So after that, they get, after all that, they get back to the hotel at night and she says she was embarrassed about his behavior in front of Wasim. And she sits down and tries to explain why that was embarrassing. So she doesn't like that. She always has to say things like this is going beyond just that conversation. Like she always has to say, I'm talking to you. Are you listening to me? Only for his answer to be like, what? Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't listening to you. So that makes her feel like she like like he doesn't care about her being around. So he dismisses that. Well, it's dumb. Of course I care. And she starts to cry, which makes him roll his eyes and call her too emotional. So Misha ex- explains that generally when your partner cries, you're like supposed to hug them and not just be like, oh, my God, again. And he so then he tries to hug her, but... 
that's missing the larger point that she can't explain to him how he's supposed to react to everything she says. And she's supposed to just react from the heart. So he says more or less like, I don't know what else you want me to do. I took you to all these places. I give you hugs and you still have other things that you need. Uh, you're so demanding. God. So he just thinks that she's being a relationship know-it-all. Just because she's been in a relationship before, she gets to tell him how things are. But, you know, I have opinions too. I have other sides. But unlike you, when th things bother me, I'm humble and I don't say anything. Like Jesus on the cross. So she really... But she really doesn't like how whenever he talks about his complaints, he's always attacking her personally. You're so dumb. You're so shallow. You need so many things. And she can't take, um, she can't, isn't going to be able to handle him insulting her every time she shares her feelings. But he's like, whatever, we have 10, plus, 10 more years to figure this out. You know, we're going to be married. <laughs> and she's still not getting through his brain. Like, no, we might not be married because this might not work. So He's just going to get out of here and take a shower. So she tells us in a, in a, in a teary interview that she just doesn't understand how his brain is wired. But yeah. whatever it is, it's not compatible with her. So, I mean, this is – I think this is kind of ridiculous. He, he is like the worst boyfriend a high school girl has ever had, right? Oh, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like that's just what it is. He's like an 18-year-old in a relationship. Yeah. she. He's pretty terrible. Like after watching this, I was just like – he clearly does not care about losing her. That's the kind of impression I'm getting, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. then again, it did occur to me that maybe he really is not aware that this is not the type of behavior that's going to keep an American woman around. I don't know, but it keeps even an, an Israeli woman around because even his friend is like, dude. What are you doing? Did you ask her opinion about anything? He's like, what? what, what no. Come on, little woman. Like, like his friend is even like, dude, you have to consider her feelings too? And he's like, what? No, get out of here with that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. She, He's just – they're not a good match. And I, th I really got the impression that she um, like genuinely liked Tim when she first met him but mm -hmm. I don't know like he was really nasty like when they that argument very much took a turn when he started criticizing her and brought up like I have never known a woman to take 10 hours to do their makeup you know and she saw that as a personal attack against her like to me I was like oh yeah like I can see her point where the things that she was more critical of was not necessarily a personal attack, mm -hmm. but but yeah, it sounded like it, it to just... him. I mean, he, he it sounded like, and that that was the that's the difference. Is like she's just saying, "Hey, I feel unappreciated," and he's just like, "Oh, right. so you say I don't appreciate you? That's bullshit." Let me right. tell you why, right? And it's like, and and, it, and he just doesn't understand like the subtleties of yeah, but the way you're showing me your appreciation or whatever you think is doing is not the way I'm receiving. I like to receive it, and like. It was just a mismatch and he just is like, well, you're being ridiculous. Like every time she has a complaint or every time she says something about how she's feeling, his response is, you're being ridiculous. Like this is not the truth. He just – he seems incapable of see, of understanding anything from anybody else's perspective, right? I mean and yeah. it, it also is a bit of the – you know, Homer Simpson getting Marge the bowling ball. And it's like, but I told you, I took <laughs> yeah. you to all these places. She's like, did I ask you to take me to any of those places? Did like, was that me that you were doing it? Or are you just like, let me show you the things that I like. And that's it. And we're done. That's all that obviously that's the most amount of effort that should be put into anything. It's just, right. It's just different. Right. And he's and but she's also, he's just not, he is not hearing her or listening to her and as as is literally said by that like he's like oh yeah i do that all the time you sometimes you just talk and i just tune you out and it's like they've only been together for like two weeks and he's already like tuning her out he's like you talk too much i don't listen to everything you say right like and yeah and people do that but it's like you're not supposed to say it out loud but you do it <laughs> Well, that's good to know, I guess, that you do that. I mean, no, I just – sometimes you you get distracted and you're not paying attention to when people are talking, right? You're like, oh, wait, no, wait, sorry, I was looking at something else. Can you say that again? Like, that happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I guess if you're supposed to say it like – you can say it like that. But he's just like – I mean, he just – he says everything like he's a – like a stereotypical like 
I don't know, not even the fifties, but like old timey, like those guys, the comedians that make fun of their wives, like women. Am I mm-hmm. right? Always yapping about, ha ha. Who even has time to listen yeah. to them with their makeup taking 10 hours? Oh, like it's like, no, dude, that is not okay anymore. <laughs> it was, it was barely okay then. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Yeah. He's not my favorite um, after this, but you know, there are certainly people that are worse. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like a lot of these couples are kind of doomed to failure, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I don't see very many of them making it at all. <laughs> right. So uh, let me talk about my last couple who also feels doomed to failure uh-huh. and that's Amanda and Rasmin. So uh, Rasmin is helping Amanda to make coffee kind of unsuccessfully. He tells us that being with Amanda is much different than he imagined. He thought she would be more easygoing, open, and they would be having nonstop sex. Rasmin confronts Amanda, asking if they're going to be intimate. And Amanda says, "Mm, she's bloated because she's on her period. So then Rasmin points out that they haven't had sex in the last week. And now there's another week that she's on her period. So he thinks that they should just do it anyway. And then he makes some gross joke about blood-covered swords or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Amanda still doesn't feel ready to have sex yet. Rasvin wants to go swimming, and he had actually bought Amanda a bikini, but she complains about the top, so she wants to return it. Amanda admits to us that she feels guilt about even getting a gift from a man who isn't her late husband. She compliments his look as they get ready to leave, only to then tell him that she doesn't like his shoes. They go to the store to exchange the bathing suit Amanda didn't want. Amanda picks out another bathing suit that apparently was Rasvin's first choice, but the shopkeeper had talked him out of it. Amanda tells the shopkeeper that she would not be living in Romania because she doesn't want to live in the city with kids. Rasvin then says that, well, they can make more kids, which Amanda is saying, what? No. Amanda's a little suspicious that Rasvin has talked a lot, it sounds like, uh, to the shopkeeper all about her. Amanda thought that Rasvin had said he was okay not having children, so this is a surprise to her. Later, Amanda goes to talk, call her sister Amber. She feels a bit misled learning that Rasvin wants children. Amanda does tell her sister Amber that Rasvin is hotter in real life, but Amber seems to understand that it might be weird to actually sleep with him because of her late husband, Jason. Amanda claims that she's getting over the guilt. Amanda then tells her that Rasmin's potential uh, visa interview, and she doesn't think that Rasmin is ready to see Amanda in mom mode, so it just all seems to be moving too fast for her. Amber thinks that Amanda is taking things too seriously. Amber just thought this was like a bang trip or something. Amanda thinks that she's just not ready to be completely vulnerable because Rasmin still needs to prove that he's trustworthy. Okay, so I I don't know if that's really the issue because, you know, oh, I can't be vulnerable because I don't trust you because what can Rasmin do to, you know, really be trustworthy? If you don't trust him with anything. Right, right. I can't I can't get I can't trust you with anything until you prove you're trustworthy. And it's like, well, then how am I supposed to? prove that I'm trustworthy if I'm never trusted with anything. Right. And I don't think anything has come up like in their segments. I mean, uh, yeah, no. obviously I didn't see, see the last episodes that, you know, would question his integrity in the first place. No, absolutely not. Well, I mean, she's making stuff up. That is like he makes one offhanded joke about more kids and she's like, <gasps> well, did he lie to me to my face about like, Saying right. something about Kit, like, it was like, dude, like, this is not a conversation that you had. This is an offhanded comment he made in front of a shop person. Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's pump the brakes before you're, like, breaking this whole thing. Is that, like, he's dishonest and untrustworthy. And, like, it's it like and, – and I thought part of it was, like, you know, another part that kind of got me when you said it. And you're like, oh, I don't know if he's ready to see me in mom mode. And I'm like, yeah. well, it's got to be better than whatever mode it is you're in right now. Like, <laughs> Rag mode. <laughs> yeah, like wet blanket mode, because that's what you're in right now. You're just like shitting on everything he says or does the entire time. <laughs> yeah, she is like so terrible. Like even when she finally makes a, like, oh, a compliment, right? Like, oh, you baby you look sweet, you like good. And then she was like, oh, but I don't like those shoes. And it's just like, oh, there she is. Because at first I was like, oh, she's actually being nice to him. Right. I mean, it was like, I thought, I don't know, I thought, I thought so with the, with the bathing suit too. And I was like, he went out of the way and bought a bathing suit and you didn't like, 
I don't know. I, I don't want to say wear the bathing suit that you're not comfortable wearing because that's that's excessive. But like the way she did it was like mm-hmm, not good enough. It's nice try, yeah. but mm-hmm, not good enough for me. I guess we'll have to do it again. You stupid idiot who didn't know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and she didn't say I mean, she didn't say that obviously, but like that's that was kind of the impression I got from it was like mm-hmm, like that like she's almost like she's reading from some kind of playbook for you know dealing with men. And it was like oh never let them think they pleased you. Like always make, always leave them trying. That's how you, that's how oh you get a man. Goodness. Right. I just don't think the whole thing is fair because if I were to read what I last said, Amanda thinks she's not ready to be completely vulnerable because, and really the real answer here is she's not over her, the death of her husband. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I do, I do think it was funny that literally everybody, but Amanda, but um, Amanda thought it was a bang trip. Like, yeah, Rosin was like, I thought we were going to be like doing it all last week. And Amber is like, I thought you all like we're going to do it all day long. Like, what else are you doing? Yeah. I'm confused. Like, why did you go over there? If not for that, I'm confused what's going on. Well, you know, the thing is, is that I would not even be surprised if Amanda did think that. Right. And as soon as she got over there, it was like, nope, not over it. But what are you going to do at that point? You're on a freaking TV show. You're True. already like super far away from home. It's like, well, I guess I just have to like. And this is why I feel like she comes off like she's not very nice to him. She feels like she can't even give him the slightest like, you know, like hint, vibe, clue, you know, that she may be sort of into him. So it's almost like she's doing the extreme opposite to be like, I cannot give him mixed signals. So I'm just going to give him one signal. Rejection. Right. Yeah. And And it's not even full rejection. It's try harder. Like try harder. Right. Because I wish it was yeah. rejection. I wish she was really like honest with him and was like, I'm not over my husband. I'm sorry. I'm not ready to do this yet. Right. Yeah. Like that would be honest and that would be like not ideal, but OK. Right. Because I think you're right. I think I yeah. think she wasn't sure how she felt about it until she got there and until somebody else was touching her and until somebody else was buying her stuff that she was just like, this feels wrong. Like, nope, this feels bad. Like, I don't like this. And but she should be more honest about it about it. Now, that that said, the coffee thing bothered me. I know it didn't bother you because you didn't know what was going on with the coffee coffee. thing because you don't drink coffee. I I knew it had something to do with like, you know, some coffee machines have the grounds and some of them have pods. Yes. Yes. And he was like she was they were at the store and they bought a bunch of grounds. And she was like, why did you let me buy a whole thing of grounds if your machine takes pods? Like, why didn't we buy the pods? And he was like. Oh, I think I also think my impression, I don't think he drinks coffee either. Like, I think he has the coffee machine there for when he has guests and they're like, have coffee in the morning. He's like, I don't know. The coffee's over there. Like, I don't know how to use it. It's well, fine. I mean, and it's not unheard of for people to rent Airbnbs to be featured on the show because they don't want it in their actual house. That's also true. For sure. Yeah. All right. I think that's everybody, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. That's everybody. So of the people. So we didn't hear from Christian and Leo. Cleo. No Christian and Cleo this time. And no, yeah. nothing from Tyree, thank- thankfully. Mm. Oh, pff, yeah. But will we be hearing from them? Uh, Are yeah. they going to try to do their detective I, work I, he says on he's, camera? He says he's going to try to go to the Barbados or whatever with Trinidad, Barbados. It was something. Barbados, I think. Um, yeah. and, and find out this Christian person. I don't know. I think he's just milking it to be on the show. Yeah, this guy's that guy's terrible. Mm-hmm. All right, so students of the week, um, uh, I say David. Yeah, I think agreed. he he saw something that was very hard for him to saw things that were very hard for him to see, and was yeah. as you know compassionate and like you know caring as he as he could be about him. Like, and I think he was right. I think he you know also read the thing, read it right, and he was like, oh, clearly I didn't know this stuff because she was embarrassed to tell me, and I. Kind of wish she had more trust in me and had more faith in me that I wouldn't be scared I off. I know. I thought that was so sweet when he said that. Like, I think she should have had more faith in me. I was like, oh, that's so cute. You know, like he really does care and, you know, just wishes she was honest with him because he, it wouldn't scare him off and like he wouldn't run away. So I agree, mm-hmm. David. What about your dunce? There's a couple of good candidates. This uh, week. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with Nicola. Okay. Um, just because he's a giant man baby. Like, and it's funny because I, 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 
I just, it's just like an act your age thing because if he was 19, I would have been like, yep, that's a 19 year old guy who doesn't know anything about relationships. Totally normal. But he's not 19. (laughs) And so it's just like, it rubbed me really, really the wrong way about the way he's, and the way he's just like backwards with the, and it's funny because like nobody else is reinforcing it. And so I don't know where his like women, am I right? is coming from. (laughs) Like, Right. Well, speaking of man babies, uh, we can go from that to child psychos because my uh, dunce is Riley. Yeah, I, just I can't argue with that one too that much. That whole thing was just ugly, gross. He's trying to make himself be the victim, but he isn't. He was aggressive, and he was yeah. super aggressive. Like it was just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, and and and, I, and that's what's mostly bothering about it. It's like if you. I get that he was trying to manipulate this situation to make himself look like the good guy, right? Yeah. But he didn't. He made himself look petty and vindictive and passive aggressive and like uh, then aggressive aggressive. Like it was awful. Yeah. Well, even when Violet left, it was when she said, well, I'm leaving. It was only then that he was like trying to turn it around like, oh, well, I'm going to reject you now. Like, bye. Oh, yeah. I did the, you, you know? can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Okay. What about your life lesson? Uh, my life lesson is, I mean, I guess it's <laughs> it, it's kind of too, too Dempsey. And that's you, you, especially with the toilet thing, especially if you don't have a hooked up toilet. If there's essentials missing from your house, that has to be spelled out ahead of time before you're mm-hmm. there. So that people can kind of more better prepare for that type of thing Gosh. Um, as much as you can first as much like as that. you can but like it's one thing you know it's one thing if you get if, if i'm going on a camping trip and i know hey there's gonna be a pit toilet and i'm like i can i'm mentally ready for there to be a pit toilet and i know how that's gonna go mm-hmm. down and i know what i'm gonna have to do in the middle of the night as opposed to hey um so my toilet's broken go like when you're like hey where's the bathroom you're like it's broken go there's a there's a hole in the backyard to go to and it's like uh that, that's worse like being surprised by that is yeah. worse <laughs> yeah uh my lesson life lesson is also game geared towards that couple but more statler mm-hmm. uh gift giving is about paying attention to what the other person wants um so honestly like if you really aren't sure just keep a list running uh, that's probably the best strategy if you're really unsure. Like, I, it really bothered me. It's like, you're into bugs. Why in the world would you f- kind of force that on your partner? I mean, I, I kind of get it as a, oh, I'm into bugs and here's a bug. So when you see this, you'll think of me. But no, I don't, I don't see it that way at all. No, <laughs> I, 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 I could see where somebody would. I don't necessarily agree with that because if it's a really good gift that they care about and like, they'll still think of you when they see it. It doesn't have to be something that is like reminded of you but it's my oh remember how thoughtful they were when they got me that yeah i i just don't see it like that like like my partner really likes tigers if he bought me something that was tiger related i'd be like what is this why why no but no but if it was i'm saying i'm saying i agree with you on mine i'm just saying some people see it the other way but if you had bought him a really nice tiger thing he would think yeah. Oh, that's the tiger that Miss H got me. I like that tiger because that she yeah. really was thoughtful when she got that for me. You know, like that's what right. you – but you're still thinking of, yeah. of him when you do it. Yeah. I don't even know if I would put it up if there was a tiger thing. If someone got me something, <laughs> I'd be like, eh, okay, tuck it away. Especially if it's as controversial as bugs, right? At least right. tigers, uh, you could arguably say, well, they're cute enough. You know, I wouldn't mind putting it up even though they're not necessarily my favorite animal. But like a bug – I don't know. Like I said, controversial pick. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. Like, I don't understand. Sure. Sure. All right. So that brings us to the end of this one. Yes, it does. So we'll be back on track next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week we had uh, some travel, some logistic issues. So that's why we're uh, a day late. And then next week there's nothing foreseeable. So we should be out on Monday. Um, We are going to continue just doing uh this before the 90 days we are not going to cover the new the other way that's out just simply for time one, time yeah <laughs> and two i feel like we're already behind right right yeah oh yeah it's like it's like, like three episodes in so i've watched it and there's yeah, some so there's some interesting couples on that for sure 
<laughs> well, I'll probably go back and watch it next week. I'm finally on vacation, so mm-hmm. uh, I'll probably have time to watch it then during my boredom days. But right. uh, yeah, I probably sure. won't get to it then. And I'm certainly not expecting us to have time to be able to cover it. So Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's possible, actually, now that I think of it, because we've done this before, just do a quick summary. We yeah, we'll maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it we'll, think. On how, it, we'll consider yeah. it. Yeah, we'll consider it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So until then. Okay. See everybody then. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.